Ruvelga is certainly the most extensive song in the entire Wunderhorn collection. Mahler considered it the best and most important of his Wunderhorn leader. He confessed that with it, he had achieved the strongest expression of anger and frustration that he felt during the year of its composition, in 1899. Apparently, Mahler considered the march rhythms of the Third Symphony's first movement to have been a study in rhythm for this military song. These military rhythms are used as both motivic and melodic material. Foot-stomping march rhythms become extremely forceful at times, even sounding brutal, as Mahler did so effectively in earlier military songs and symphonic marches, he imitates martial drumbeat rhythms and military signals on instruments not in the percussion section. These rhythms will also play an important role in Tomborg's Gazelle and later the Seventh Symphony. Harmonically, the main theme alternates between major and minor on a trumpet tattoo that gives it the character of a fate motive. The eight stanzas of the poem are enclosed by a prelude and a postlude. Each stanza, except the first two, is separated by an orchestral interlude. As is Mahler's wont, he gives a different twist to the melodic tralali refrain in each of the stanzas. In the third, he even uses a variation of the refrain as the principal element of the melody. The foreboding character of the march becomes increasingly sinister with each verse until it reaches a level of brute force rarely surpassed in any other work by Mahler. In this respect, it foreshadows the savagery of the later Sixth Symphony and is reminiscent of the grotesque funeral march from the first section of the Third Symphony's opening movement. Lagrange refers to the crude colors, hard rhythms, an almost literal realism of the military music, which make Ravelga possibly the most significant anti-war song to emerge from an era convinced that the heroism in war was the pinnacle of courage and manliness. Although usually sung by a baritone today, Mahler had insisted that the song be performed by a tenor. He had probably imagined the dead drummer, who speaks in the first person in the poem, as a young boy and thought that the tenor voice best projected that image. The song opens with a brief prelude that contains four basic motivic elements, which I'm going to refer to by letters, so as to make them more easily identifiable later on. The first, motive A, is a trilled quarter note with a grace-noted upbeat rising into the bar and played most often by strings. The B motive is a military march rhythm of two sixteenths followed by three eighths beginning off the beat, usually played in repeating triads by trumpets or horns. Motive C is a variant of the motive of the devil's dance, a string of dactylic rhythms that descend by a whole step. And motive E, a repeated couplet, consisting of an upward-arched dactylic figure followed by four sixteenths, falling stepwise with weak beat accents. These motives appear most often in the woodwinds, and you'll hear them now.
To enhance the militaristic character of the rhythmic material, Mahler enlarges the percussion section, adding a triangle, military tambourine, cymbals, bass drum, and tam-tam to the usual complement of timpani. A few measures after the singer enters, the first motive, motive A, is inverted into a falling minor second, giving it the character of the motive of woe. The key changes from D minor to C minor on the tralali refrain, sung to its inversion in bassoons and horns, with motive C in woodwinds. In a demonstrative stentorian voice, the singer expresses the irony of the images conveyed in the text with an underlying sense of outrage. Descending chromatics on the devil's dance motive adds to the music's spectral character, foreshadowing the grotesque visions of the final strophe. Es morgens zwischen drei und vieren, da müssen wir Soldaten marschieren, das ist ein the A prime section begins on the second stanza, utilizing the four principal rhythmic motives in much the same way as in the previous section, but now in D minor, modulating to G minor for the refrain. The use of the minor key for the refrain, which is hearty and robust with jaunty dotted rhythms, injects a note of irony bordering on sarcasm. A short orchestral interlude on motives A and B leads to the B section and the third stanza. A fist-pounding orchestral stroke on an upbeat introduces the singer's sad response to the pleas of his fellow soldiers, whom he is unable to assist but he internalizes his anger and frustration, singing softly until he comes to the refrain. Relentless, dogged march rhythms quietly accompany the lyrical vocal melody. At first, the singer sounds rather gratuitous, but the bitterness that underlies his reaction to the helplessness of his companions comes through in the refrain. Notice that the melody contains a turn figure so often used by Mahler in themes of bittersweet sadness. Soon the devil's dance motive appears, an ironic touch in that it is heard to the singer's prayer for God's help. The tralali refrain that follows uses an inverted form of the motive of woe that makes it sound desperate. How poignantly the wounded soldier insists that he must march on in the face of death.
In the orchestral interlude in G major that follows, Mahler adds to motives A and B a dotted rhythmic figure that rises by a minor second. This new motive sounds like a doleful summons calling the soldier to his tragic fate in the midst of the benumbed sounds of the other two motives that seem strangely unaffected by the horrors of war. The fourth stanza, beginning the B-prime section, is sung quietly on a variation of the B-section's theme. Its refrain is now accompanied by a falling fourth march beat, similar to the pan march from the first movement of the third symphony. A rising 16th note figure on an arpeggiated chord in the minor mode, played by flutes and clarinets, provides yet another motive, which we'll call motive F. This motive will appear later in the sixth symphony. A cadence that poignantly expresses the torments suffered by the wounded soldier who has been trodden down by his comrades leads into another brief orchestral interlude, again in the uncharacteristically bright key of D major. Now motive A is replaced by motive E, forcefully set against motives B and C as they usher in the next stanza. The C section begins with a new melody, juxtaposing dotted and dactylic rhythms to which the soldier insists upon completing his mission. The tralalai refrain is now inverted, sung to the accompaniment of motives B, C, and E, changing from major to minor for the stanza's final line, depicting the horror of the dead bodies that lie round in heaps. It brings the verse to a full cadence, beginning with motive F's upbeat figure that leads into a falling phrase on heavily accented quarter notes in the minor key that brings the singer's rage to its height. The irreverent laughter of the devil's dance motive in woodwinds mocks the war's harvest of death. So ends the C section. Another brief orchestral interlude begins immediately with an extremely brutal march tread reinforced with three rising grace notes on each sharp beat in strings and bassoons, imitating a military drum beat with terrifying force. The sinister motive F is scattered around the winds, 
rapid-fire rhythms clear the way for the sixth stanza. Suddenly, the march softens as the singer continues his horrific tale. He tells of the soldier striking his drum with a death-like rattle, an image immediately replicated in woodwinds on the demonic motive C. The song becomes exceedingly brutal during this extended refrain in E-flat minor that forms the D section. Here, hatred of the enemy is expressed most violently with heavily accented chromatics that descend grotesquely to the depths of the orchestra. During the violence of the sixth verse, which describes the slaughter of the enemy, the music becomes so savage as to border on sadism. Descending chromatic scales forced out on the thrice-repeated word feint, the enemy, that becomes increasingly nasty when dragged down to the low register where repeated E-flats in dotted rhythm strike terror in the enemy. A wild outburst of violent rhythms that preceded the last verse, emphasizing the singer's anger, introduces the next one, a variant of the D section. Continuing the relentless brutality of the preceding verse, this section makes even greater use of clipped dotted rhythms set against evenly played eighth notes, forcefully asserted in the voice, beginning with the words, It's Gislein hell hinaus. The falling minor second of woe is added. The verse's second part begins on a strong upbeat of another falling minor second, only to quickly quiet down. The tonality changes from E-flat minor to F-sharp minor, and the mood becomes somewhat subdued as the marching specters approach the maiden's house. Two flutes play a slightly abbreviated version of the grace-noted clip-dotted rhythms that imitate the even eighths of the vocal part, demonstrating a strong affinity with the rhythmic motive of fate, as it will appear in the Sixth Symphony. At the end of the refrain that concludes this tormented verse, Mahler directs that the last trolley be sung Gishrin, screamingly, while the march continues relentlessly on clip-dotted rhythms that anticipate the main march of the Sixth Symphony's opening movement. Motives E, F, C, and A all combine in an extended orchestral interlude of ghostly images that quietly wind their way into the return of the opening prelude. Violins tap out motive B's martial rhythm, supporting a trumpet triad that anticipates the image of a procession of skeletons described in the final verse. Lower strings follow three repeats of the A and B motivic couplet 
with a saltando treatment of the march's clip-dotted rhythms. Trumpet tattoos are heard in the distance, reinforced by timpani and triangle, and ending with the upward thrust of motive F. After the introductory march rhythm returns to close this last orchestral interlude, the final stanza begins on a variation of the A section, introduced by the rollicking Devil's Dance variant of motive C. The unfortunate soldier calls upon his dead comrades to rise, and the grim skeletons come forth, rushing ever faster to line up for roll call, the dead drummer at the head, so that his poor girlfriend might catch a glimpse of him. With such ferocity that the song's anti-war sentiments become markedly evident, the soldier shouts his last line, Das sie ihn sehen kann, so that she can see him, to the same cadential phrase that ended the fifth verse and concluded the C section. As earlier, this falling phrase is sung in D minor, the tonic key, but there it followed a section in D major with such suddenness that it sounded shocking. Here no change of tonality occurs, making it seem inevitable and thereby more tragic. Again, the demonstrative march beat returns after the cadence on strings that imitates a military drum roll. The dead soldier now sings the tralalai refrain with greater force and urgency. He concludes the last line on a variation of the closing phrase from the refrain that ended the opening A section. Mahler directs that these tragic last words be sung with desperation. The song ends with a two-bar postlude on diminished harmonies with an outburst of motives. The martial rhythm of B in colenio strings, the rising 16th note upbeat of motive F in a trumpet followed by a triplet trumpet tattoo, and an imitation of that same motive F played by tapping strings and forceful woodwinds that sounds at once heroic and disdainful. This capsulized combination of assertive military signals ends on a bright D major chord that fades slowly away to a whisper. The song ends inconclusively. The grotesque images invoked by a flurry of demonstrative military calls seem to remain, implying that the tragedy of war may have no resolution. Oh, <laughs> 